Welcome to the Connect Church Discipleship Podcast. My name is Dave. I'm one of the pastors here at Connect Church, and we are in season one, episode three. You made it three episodes. You're in. You're going to stick around now, so we appreciate it. Uh, again, go watch the trailer if you haven't. We've told you three times, so you probably did by now. Uh, but today, we're continuing our gospel acronym. We're going to cover two thoughts. S, uh, sin cannot be removed by good deeds, and P, paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. And so I'm joined again today uh, by Carlton and Frank. They've been with us this whole series on the gospel. Appreciate it, guys. Um, appreciate your leadership within our church and your willingness to, to kind of be with us today. And uh, I mentioned last time we started this acronym that we've kind of sourced from a few different places. Um, but we saw that the gospel starts in Genesis 1 and 2. We can trust the story. God created us to be with him. That, that's our purpose. Uh, but then we saw, oh, our sins separate us from God. We've been damaged by evil. And we kind of left off in a sad time last time. We're like, this stinks. <laughs> you know, but there is good news. Uh, the gospel doesn't stop at the first three chapters of the Bible. So uh, let's jump into it. Uh, S, sin cannot be removed by good deeds. And from a meta-narrative perspective, uh, we would say this would be like the rest of the Old Testament. From Genesis 4 to Malachi 4 is people trying to overcome the brokenness of this relationship that right? we talked about before. And they're they're turning to, to false gods and, and probably some of even the hopes that we turn to today just maybe packaged a little bit differently. Um, people trying to deal with their sin, uh, to use a word that we were talking about before we started rolling here, uh, people trying to atone for their own sin and fix it uh, on their own. Um, and God actually gave them some commands to help them with this through the animal sacrifices. Um, and that was actually... It's an intense process. Like if you read through Leviticus, it is. Um, but it actually helped them. It helped them know clearly what sin is, right? What what does God desire? Um, it helped them be aware. But it also prepared them to ultimately see that these sacrifices would not be enough. They would have to be repeated over and over again, some on a yearly basis, some on a daily basis, right? That And so looking at it from our perspective now backwards, like we're seeing how this is all pointing uh, ultimately to Christ. Um, so... My question to you guys is, how have you seen people try to deal with sin in their life? What, what are some of the ways that people have gone at that? Well, I've seen people uh, try to deal with sin in a number of different ways. I've seen people try to ignore sin mm -hmm. and not deal with it at all. I've seen people try to cover up their sin, uh, like we've seen in the garden. Mm -hmm. um, and I've also seen people uh, try to deal with sin biblically you know through um asking for forgiveness and repentance yeah yeah absolutely yeah i agree with all three of those i think the one i would add is i've also seen people try and numb it and just turn to different patterns and routines to just like again in, in genesis they felt shame we feel that and so like rather than dealing with it i'll just numb it and um, and scroll through Instagram, use my phone, head out, do all the different things that we do, yeah. just so that I never have to deal with this, what's going on in the deeper parts of it. Yeah. It's interesting what both of you guys said. Um, there seems to be, other than the one Carlton where you said people deal with it biblically, um, in these unbiblical ways, it's almost just like, whatever I could do to make it disappear, right? And push it to the side, whether yeah. it's do numbing or ignoring, covering it, right? Yeah. I just, just don't want to like face this thing head on. Yeah. Um, so why are... Why are all those efforts ultimately gonna gonna fail us uh, in, in in our life? Why why will those things fall short? So I just want to say too, I think it's easier to settle for like the temporary ones and not the biblical one because that one just takes so much work, hmm. right? To like 
honestly wrestle with and deal with the things that are deep in my heart yeah it takes time effort sometimes therapy count like there's a lot there and so it's easier just not to deal with it um and then what was the question here so the, the question yeah. then is i'm glad you brought that up yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I think it is easier to do yeah, that yeah. um so the question is why will those easier ways ultimately fail us yeah so i i think it's again right we were created to be with god and that's where we find healing and everything that we're looking for. And none of these are a path to God. Mm. And so, again, if we want to honestly live life abundantly and, um, you know, be in, in the fullness of, of everything that God created for us, we need to work our way back to him. But numbing it, ignoring it, it doesn't get us there. And so um, they may feel good for a season. Mm -hmm. And they may bring temporary relief, but ultimate relief is living in the fullness of God yeah. and what he has for us. Right. And what I'll add is that uh, sin speaks to a spiritual offense. Right. Even yeah. if it's even if it occurs physically, mm -hmm. it speaks to a physical, um, a spiritual offense. Yeah. Uh, so it, it breaks and affects something spiritually between us and God. Yeah. And so when we attempt our attempts to uh, to remedy that physically are ultimately mm. going to be powerless because yeah. it is a spiritual mm. offense. That's a very good that's point, good. right? That's good. We're trying to solve a problem that's not necessarily there mm. in that end of it, right? Mm. Like, like trying to just, or at least just a piece of the problem without looking at, at, at the whole yeah. picture, which is really that, good. That's a really good framing. That's yeah. really good. And, and even, even in that, right, trying to solve the physical end of it Sometimes our motivations aren't even right for that, right? Like we can we can have faulty motivations for why we want to do that and those kinds of things, right? So we need we need to look outside that. We need to look to the spiritual end. Yeah. Um, before we start rolling here, we were having a little discussion on the uh, on the word atonement, right? Uh, and apparently that's going to be season seven. So stay tuned on that. <laughs> um, but the idea of atonement being that something being done for us for which we couldn't do for ourselves. Right. If we're going to use that as at least a working definition in a, in a very uh, kind of base level for us. So do you think just generally as a society, we struggle with that with that concept of someone doing something for us that, that we can't do for ourselves or, or, you know, talk on that a little bit? Well, I think that we absolutely do, because I, I mean, I was brought up in New York City. And so I've learned that if something seems too good to be true or too easy it probably is <laughs> right and so um just the whole concept and idea that um wait there is a a god that would do something like this for me when i don't deserve it um can sometimes come off as either too good to be true yeah. or a little too easy um and so i think that that from my perspective i think that's why People tend to wrestle yeah, with that. I see. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's so much in our culture where if someone does something for me, there's a string attached, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, this idea that that Jesus paid this price for me, and, like, there there's no strings attached other than, like, I just surrender and give my life to Jesus. him. Um, but that whole idea blows our minds yeah. again because... You know, if someone does something for me, I often feel like I owe them or in my head, they expect me to even yeah. do something back. Yeah. Um, and so, I, yeah. And, and just in an, again, our cultural moment of individualism, like so much of our life is just viewed through me and how 
like what other people do, how it affects me and, and those things that I think even the idea of just seeing others and it is difficult for us. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love what you guys are saying because you both brought up in your answers of how it just goes against our cultural framework, right? Like we earn everything, so to speak, right? Like, like you get good grades, you get into a good college, you get a job, right? whatever, right? Everything is in that. Or you, you, you want to get in shape, you put the work in and you get in shape. You want to reach a goal, whatever, like everything is that mindset. And there's a source of pride to it, right? Mm. I post it and people see it. So they tell me good job. Yeah. And so in all of it, it's almost for a, an achievement sense. And then so yeah. that people can say, wow, you're awesome. Yeah. 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 So it's definitely countercultural. Yeah, for us. yeah. All right. So so sin cannot be removed by good deeds. Right. Um, we could probably add into that. Right. Or you can't cover it or ignore it. Like I love that language, Carlton, that you shared for that. Um, but then moving into P, paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. And so from a meta narrative, uh, we'll call this Matthew, Mark and Luke. Of course, John would talk to it as well, but we're, we're going to save him for next episode. Um, but like, like from that end. Right. We, we come into the New Testament in Scripture. Uh, we're meeting Jesus, Jesus, the Son of God, fully man, fully God, part of the Trinity, topics that will all be season seven, apparently, right? Th those kinds of things. But um, God steps into this world, right? And ultimately, uh, he does not sin, right? But yet he takes on the consequences of all sin. He makes the atonement, right? His death and his resurrection. Jesus does it for us. Um, back in, in our last episode, I shared about Andy and how he told me that like when he disciplines his kids, he says, hey, you hurt mom or hurt dad when, when that happened. Um, and he said to me that then the next thing he does, he says, but I'm going to forgive you. So like he makes clear that there's kids that are like, hey, you can't fix it because you did what was wrong. And like, of course, there's roles the kids could play and all that. But he's like, I'm going to choose to forgive. And I, I thought that was a good picture for us that like God is saying like, okay, I've seen all your attempts to deal with this, but I'm, I'm going to deal with it. And you're going to watch how, how, how that's going to change and work in your life. And so um, question to you guys is on a small scale, how have you seen, maybe we could call it an atonement. How have you seen somebody do something for someone else that they were powerless to do? Um, I'm, I'm, I think back to when um, I was a child, I have an older brother and a younger sister. And um, I recall one time that my brother had, he had broken, I think it was a lamp that belonged to my stepfather. And so um, my brother had asked me if I would take the blame because he had just recently gotten in trouble. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, no. <laughs> so, I said no. So he uh, went on to ask my younger sister if she would take the blame um, and uh, that he would read her a story in return. And so <laughs> she said yes. And, you know, it was a beautiful time. It, it almost felt like, there were, if I recall, there might have been music playing, like nursery music playing. <laughs> and he's reading and he's doing all of the, the sound, the toot, toot. And so my stepfather comes in and says, um, who broke the lamp? And my sister, you know, with a little... <laughs> You know, little twinkle in her eyes. You know, I did it. And then he says to my older brother, all right, get out. And he pulls out the strap and my brother closed the book and left. So my sister ended up taking a little whooping yeah. for my brother. And yeah, so she she did that on his behalf. Yeah. yeah. There was an atonement there. It was too much atonement. A lot of atonement. She, she paid the price. That's right. Oh, man, that's wild. Oh man, yeah. I'm trying. Last year, I think, um, with some issues with our baseball team that I was coaching, and it was like the one kid did something that he shouldn't have, 
and the whole team like paid the price for him and like they all ran the last two weeks of the season and no one wanted to step up and and say who it was or what would actually happen and so they all collectively paid the price for yeah. that one person so yeah I, that's the idea that came to me sure yeah. so so we do see this concept play out in our world right at least on a small scale but the, but the good news of the gospel is this is played out on the biggest scale yeah right that jesus took our sin and the scriptures tell us in exchange we receive his righteousness right and so so we got the good end of this this deal but yeah jesus yeah. took the punishment uh romans 5 uh, says this you see at just the right time when we were still powerless christ died for the ungodly very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die but god demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners christ died for us um, and so Christ has done for us that which we could not do, uh, no matter how hard we tried, even if we got collectively together, right, we, we couldn't do it. And it's such a great gift uh, for us. But yet it does push against our cultural norms, right? And, and so part of us humbling ourselves before mm -hmm. this gospel is is definitely a part of it. Um, and so last question to you guys before we break for today. Um, what difference does it make to place your hope into what Christ has done rather than what I individually have done. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And, and I think, honestly, as, as the church, I think we struggle with this sometimes, where it's like, ultimately, Jesus paid the price. It's paid. But then somewhere along the lines, I learned habits of, like, I need to try harder, or I need to serve at church every time the doors are open. And, like, those are good things. But I think the reality of that is, is a lot of times I am trying to almost pay God back for mm. what he did for me. Mm. And so I would say, like, in terms of putting our hope, putting it in, in fully in Jesus means that, like, again, I don't owe him anything other than to live for him. Mm. And there is so much more freedom in that than Jesus did this for me, but I need to try hard, work hard. Um do this, do that at the expense. And so ultimately, I think our hope in Jesus is freedom. Yeah. I think that there's a danger in us putting our hope in uh, in other human beings, right? Um, uh, as a result of uh, us putting our hope in man, there has been a lot of hurt that is taking place, mm -hmm. you know, in the church and outside of the yeah. church. Right now, that doesn't absolve us from our responsibilities, mm -hmm. right, or our offenses. However, ultimately, I think it's very important that our hope uh, lie and remain in God. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think that when we do that, it also um, makes it easier mm -hmm. when there, when when something happens between another brother or sister, yeah. right? Because I wasn't expecting you to be perfect, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Those are great thoughts, guys. Appreciate that. And so uh, before we go today, a question for audience to get to know you guys a little bit. Um, what was your dream job as a child? You could pick whatever age you imagine that to be. Uh, but what, what did you think about wanting to be when you Yes, yeah, so I think mine was, I'll go fairly younger. I wanted to be a professional basketball player. Um, but then reality set in. <laughs> I'm 5'6 and wasn't that good. And then it shifted to being a baseball player, you know. So. All right. Well, I wanted to be Batman, so um, that 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 
Um, and if I go more recently, um, it shifted to Iron Man. So, you know, I'm, I'm still working on that. Yeah, part. yeah it's still a dream. I'm still building it's a awesome. suit in, awesome in my basement. But um, we'll see what happens next year. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys for being with us here again today. Uh, audience, thank you for being with us. As always, this is a good spot. Connect with your disciple or maybe even share uh, some thoughts that you have about what Jesus has done for you and what that means to you. Um, and come back next time as we kind of try to wrap up uh, the gospel acronym uh, together. Uh, so thank you so much for being here today. Have a great day.